0: i'm here with mike hello and tom hi joy and ross hi joy and this is just a coincidence that this is our my follow-up topic after talking about princesses uh last time but um i want to talk about frogs um (laughs) i know so (laughs) and the the thing that got me thinking about frogs was i have um i have some pet tree frogs in my classroom they're they're australian tree frogs so they're very large they're not like the oh, kind yeah, you yeah. find uh out out in nature and they're what they're the size of a small a small ball tree frog, yeah yeah, yeah. They're, they're, big big ball. Tree they're big they're big yes you got like the, <laughs> like so the thing like the thing Exactly. anyway see. a good solid size um tennis ball maybe. and squash ball. you know beginning of the summer session beginning of of the school year mm-hmm. kids are learning about what's in the environment what's in the classroom when they they are they're getting to know each other and they're also getting to know our pets and so we'll t- take the take the frogs out and let the kids hold the frogs and it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty powerful experience for mm-hmm. for each every every time a new cycle comes through there's always a handful of kids that this is a very very powerful experience and so they're repeatedly asking you know I want to hold the frogs I want to hold the frogs I want to hold the, which is why I have the frogs it's not a bad thing at all right um so you open up the tank and you get your hands wet and I just I pick up the there's this one very lazy frog very lazy she doesn't move at all and which is why she's a very good pet and I just will put the frog in their hand and they just kind of sit there and, and just hold it right. and and sometimes they're not brave enough and I'll hold it and they touch it and it's a very powerful experience and again like I already said they, just, they come back to it again and again yeah. or ask to, to have it again and again and I just um I have my own thoughts but uh, wanted to talk about what you, you know, what you guys see happening in, in an experience like that. Where you know, here's this kid. Who they're probably a little bit of, often the kids who are more hesitant about the right, whole right. school, whole coming to school experience uh-huh. are the ones who want to repeatedly have this experience with the frogs, and they have to mm-hmm. be pretty still, uh-huh. um, be pretty brave and gentle. Mm-hmm. So, I just kind of wanted to see what what you guys think is happening in that kind of interaction, physical experience.
1: I mean, I think there's something about the fact that you don't, you don't have control over what the frog's going to do. Mm-hmm. Like it might move. And that's or where a lot of the reservation. That's, where the, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. where the fear comes from. The, mm-hmm. the, you know, but like, think about any toy. It's like, well, it's just going to sit there until mm-hmm. I move it. Mm-hmm. But the frog has agency.
0: Yeah, yeah. Agency.
1: That yeah. That's the word for it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And like, just so I think there's something about that. And I know as a kid, I was terrified of dogs. Um, I I was okay with frogs. And cats, but mm-hmm. for whatever, I guess dogs, because they were bigger than me basically when I was, yeah, you know, three and four. And so, frogs are like, you know, if you're going to touch something, this, okay. They, this particular frog, especially not moving much, mm-hmm. and I'm bigger than it, I could maybe this is the one I can take a risk with or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: So, an element of risk,
1: and there's something about it not being furry that I think makes it feel more okay. like a lot of kids have experience, you uh-huh. know, exactly. Like, it's, it's, it's more it's exotic, unfamiliar, form, yeah, exotic, yeah. Or, or and yeah. it's
2: something yeah. that they've. Many children can identify frogs, and I think I, I maybe this will come up later in the conversation, but the difference between frogs and toads and identifying, because when we go on walks in our woods right. at school, frogs, frogs, and it's like, well, I, those are toads. Right. And so we, we have a lot of conversations about trying to how to properly identify, and we can come back to all of that later. <laughs> um but I think the. I
0: immediately correct them. I don't know about you. I just. I, I think immediately say, so. so you're wrong.
2: <laughs> and, you, and then slap it out of their hands yes, and say, yes, yes, yes. try again.
0: Yes.
2: <laughs> you will not hold this until you properly identify genus and subspecies. <laughs> um, so will the frog jump from the. From some, this particular. Some this,
0: this amazing frog, who we call Big Sister, will maybe walk up your arm. Okay. Maybe. Okay. That's we, about it. And maybe she'll walk up to your shoulder. Okay. What about. Her brother will jump, jump, and I tell them that. Okay. So we're gonna get her out, and we'll hold her because little brother jumps more. And some of them are like, "Get a little brother!" I'm like, and and I can't always do it because I can't always trust my environment. Like tr- truly, that the I kids work. are
1: gonna stomp on him.
0: Yeah, that I'll lose him. Yeah, or, yeah right. You know, I mean, he really he's a too unpredictable, even for for me a little bit. He's, he's right. not not as unpredictable as a wild frog that will jump out of your hand immediately. But, yeah. you know, he's not going to just sit there. This one will literally just sit in your hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, maybe walk up your arm. Well, will they,
2: will, I, I hate to ask this, but yeah. will they poop and pee on you? She will hair? pee on you when okay. she is done okay.
0: being held. She you don't will, hate to ask that at all. She will indicate <laughs> such. Yeah. Uh, yep, she goes, she has a little better and worse periods for that, and I don't often. I don't always tell them that that could happen. Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, I mean, if it happens, it happens. I don't, right. Right. you know, what? out. Yeah. So.
2: No, I think there's that... Their
0: hands are wet anyway, because we've got to have a moist environment, so uh-huh. they like, can't always mm-hmm. tell the difference.
2: I think to go along with the that kind of fear of the unknown, I think there is that, Pete, there's that being being a small human, mm-hmm. someone who doesn't get to be in control of much. Mm-hmm. And even when you are bigger than a few of the things, whether it's cats or the, often it's like, no, don't. And there, can, I think there's still a lot of no, no, no. So right. now... I'm going to a new school, I'm going to this new place, The unfamiliar people, I'm starting to form relationships, but now I'm being trusted to try, mm-hmm. and then I do have some control, but I don't have control, so there is an, I think there's that, there's something about the emotional mm-hmm. kind of, like, reassurance that I can do this, or that I'm going to try this, or that, you know, in a weird way, there's not a lot of... I say there's not a lot of buy-in, but there is for some, especially those who are uncomfortable with creatures or Mm -hmm. something that maybe feels more slimy than Mm -hmm. furry. And I think that idea of, you know, as as a phrase we used in one of our very early episodes, that children can, they can be brave of this. Mm -hmm. And they can, and it feels, because that feels good. There's that, there is the physiological, like, I did it. I feel proud of me. Like this
0: this whole environment is is kind of still big and overwhelming, but this moment, I feel like... I'm in control a little bit
2: that I'm in control and then I did it. And even if it big sister wasn't to, which the big sister, little brother names for those frogs is <laughs> I love it. I think it's fabulous. Um, but big sister, it, you can trust that yes. it's going to be and that, but that's what you'd want to, you don't want to send the kids down the, down a big hill on their first bike right. ride right. solo. Like, here we go. You're going to let them try something. And I think the idea that, it also then makes the environment, makes your classroom feel like a safe place because we can take these small risks, which can still feel pretty big, and it can be okay. Mm-hmm. And then school starts to become a place that, hey, we're, you're building that trust in a relationship. You, you know, Teacher-to-child, child-to-child, relationships are starting to strengthen because there's trust there.
1: So do you just use it as an introduction? Or yeah. what happens? What happens for the rest of the school year? Week some one, kids, that's
0: it. Yeah, uh, some kids will ask for it all year long. They will. Yeah, okay. and I mean, it's really it's pretty pretty much child led. Some kids, I'll be honest, will forget we have frogs. They'll make friends. They'll get interested in different kinds of play, and and you know, we'll never talk. You know, so it tends to be because it's new, they're noticing them more. Mm-hmm. But some kids will ask all year, and again, it is the kids who tend to uh, have the experience throughout the school year tend to be the ones who I think are the most, um, I don't know, like, the right word. I don't want to use a S- negative term, but they're the most hesitant kids who I yeah. think have some anxiety. Reluctant. I was going to say yeah.
1: socially reluctant, perhaps. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that there, So I really think there is an emotional, it, it, you know, it's, mm-hmm. this, it's, it's a brave physical act mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they don't know what mm-hmm. it's going to feel like the first time. Sure. They mm-hmm. have to not... They have to I have to trust that they're not going to squeeze this thing too. She's very squishy. And you know, there's some some kids I like, know they're just going to squeeze. You know, you can. Right. I mean, so sometimes the first time they hold it, I'm really holding them while they hold right, it. You right. know, but I mean, yep. but the ones who are having the most meaningful experience, I think are it Ross when you talked about trust. I think there mm-hmm. is this big moment of like I trust this thing. This thing trusts me. Mhm. Um, and then they you know, again it's like some microcosm of what's happening Mm-hmm. In in their own yeah. inner world, and even when she pees, there's this one girl who had sort of some uh, some type of anxiety. I don't I don't I, I don't want to say that I could label it, but I mean, she definitely was very socially reserved. She was uh, uh, through the whole year asked to hold her, and she got peed on a couple times, and it was awesome because she would laugh. I mean, your big sister, right, she'd right. be like, she peed. I'm like, ah, oh, she's done. We would put her back in, and we'd wash hands, and she but she would laugh. Mm-hmm. So here's this kid who th- 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 the the trust that she was able to. You know, to create with this little small creature, she couldn't do it with 18 kids in a classroom,
1: right? Mm-hmm. But
0: she could have this relationship with this.
1: And, and this brings up a thing that I see. Kids pretty easy do. too. You don't have to talk. And um, I see kids just doing it, like with worms they find yes. it, or things where yes. Yes. they start personify like reflecting on the worms, like, "Oh, she loves me." Mm-hmm. You yes. know, and it's like and the worm is just kind of wiggling around. Mm-hmm. Like, look at that.
0: Yeah. But I have to take and yeah, but I have, to, I have take to take it back take... to school. I have to take care yeah, of it.
1: Right, and then it becomes it's like a it's sort of thing like what they're... they
0: need, they give. Yeah, yeah, that's no, what no worms. that was exactly where I was thinking when I was thinking about this yeah. conversation because I think yeah, not everyone's going to have a pet frog. That's right.
1: right, and it, and kids, it happens with stuffed animals a little Slugs. bit too, where kids will do, it, but it's a right. different.
0: I think a real animal.
1: Yeah, no, I, the, I know the, the that's tactile, what I was going to say. And the real something different. I'm not going to squeeze a little bit of that, you know. Personifying or projection, Mm -hmm. but there's something that's different, and I think it is—I don't know, for lack of a better word—the animation, the movement Mm -hmm. of that thing of like, and then they they read into the—they're doing that because they're they're telling me they want Mm -hmm. me to take them in, or yeah, they're asking for help or whatever, whatever. And
0: there's a real thing that's happening with—I won't speak to a worm, but there is a real thing that's happening with this frog. I mean, if a kid flinched and. You know, obviously, yeah. this frog is going to respond. I mean, there, it, yeah, it, right, you know, right. It, There is a real uh, sure. re- reciprocal thing that's happening. Yeah, I mean, that the frog is relaxed because the kid is relaxed. I mean, mm-hmm. not to overstate it, but I mean, right. you know, yeah. so so I do think. And same thing with a worm. You know, if, if you just relax your hand, the worm's going to stretch out, or a slug is going right. to stretch right. out and and. Let you watch it move and, and uh-huh. things like that. So, so, so how did
1: it how did it come about that you had the frogs in the in the room in the first place? Was this your plan altogether, or mm, all from the start?
0: No, my school has pets. We certainly believe in children having relationships with animals, mm-hmm. and that we want to have the appropriate appropriate pets around. So we have we happen to have some turtles, um, fish. Someone's got a snake, and the occasional chicken. That's a longer story um
1: the occasional chicken that's
0: well more yeah Uh, anyway i like that phrase so because of this people want to give us animals yeah so the so the backstory is that somebody
1: donates yeah donate
0: yeah so somebody who had a connection to the school uh couldn't couldn't care for the frogs anymore and and offered them to us as a pet so um so that's how they came to be so i mean definitely knew i wanted we are we're open to having pets that we can manage the care of mm-hmm. that are safe for children, i got this
2: komodo dragon that are, that that I can't are, are, that are
0: accessible for children right mm. you don't want to horse I, well, I would love to have a horse i was thinking that, like a tarantula or something yeah, or, yeah. You know, I, that, I, I can't think I, i've had one i know i'm sorry and, I, can't, I can't think of an animal right but now. i will say i will
2: say tarantula appropriate a very boring pet Yes. because most of the many of them are nocturnal. Anyway, I learned that fact the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say, at our school,
1: um, frogs are. It's we have our pond with a boardwalk, just, and yeah. and this has been another good year. Like it's very rainy, or it was very rainy yes. at the beginning, so we had lots of tadpoles. So the kids are in there with the nets, you know, yep. catching tadpoles, mm-hmm. putting them in tanks in the room, watching them turn into frogs, mm-hmm. then bringing them back, mm-hmm. and watching that whole thing but there's this one kid we have like a summer sort of school age like camp yeah we went to the zoo and this one kid is like looking so he can read right so it's, i'm not used to this right like oh my god <laughs> we have kids who read so they're yeah. looking at their maps on the bus ride to the zoo and the teacher just asked what do you want to go see and he's like i want to go to the frog pond and there's at the como zoo there's a pond that's called the frog pond because it, there's a sculpture of a frog oh yeah
0: he wants it's to get not frog an actual frog pond
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I realized like, well, there is a frog in the zoo and I can show it to you. So we went through and he's a kid who has some impulse control issues. So, you know, he was making it through, but it was a hot day, other school groups. So there are times when we're suddenly like, we're waiting to, you know, move, (laughs) you know, just to go through something, just especially there's construction in one half. So there's these walkways that are two way that would normally be like one way, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so at one point, I knew we were like heading sort of towards the bus, and I just turned to the teacher and said, "Do you mind if I bring him ahead with me? And I'm going to show him the frog."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So we went into the uh, tropical display, and they have a poison dart frog that's like in a tank. And so all we did was go look. You see these two frogs that are like whatever two inches. If you're lucky yeah. if we're yeah. lucky, but if we saw lucky. Yeah. yeah, right. But we they're did very see very them. Very little, and they're, yeah they like to hide. Yep, mm-hmm. we did see them. We read the thing about them. And then we got on the bus with everybody. And, of course, that's exactly what he talked about the entire mm-hmm. time. And it was just like, we didn't even, It was just like, these little frogs, they didn't move, and they're in a tank. But he's got but that because whole experience. of all the other experiences. Yeah. And it was just like, he could... I mean, he liked the other animals. But like, okay, yeah, yeah, polar bears. When do we see the frog?
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, there's and, a big frog sculpture yeah, yeah in front of the conservatory you didn't go well ahead.
1: we didn't go there well no because when you're with the whole group trying to get to that <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: point um but when we were driving by it i did point out like look real quick you know because of course it was like two seconds as yeah. we we're driving but it was amazing to me how he was like i want to go see frogs like Let's go to the zoo so I can see a frog. It's like, I think well,
0: there's a vulnerability in in these, yeah. you know, that's kind of small, kind of slimy. Yeah, it's like yeah. a worm. I mean, yep. I think they they know. I do think that they know that they're that these animals are vulnerable, mm-hmm. just like they are. Right. I do think so.
2: Yeah. Well, I think and if, it there's the I mean there's the whole aspect of responsibility and mm-hmm. caring for living creatures and that mm-hmm. that like you said there's an agency here that this thing could jump out. And if it does, what do we do to take care of it? Because this is this is another member of our classroom, and I think there's especially coming, you know, your program and now mine as well, being nature-based kind of programs that we are not the only living creatures right. in this area. Uh-huh. How do we share this space? Right. So tr- promoting that aspect of taking care of animals. And I will again, tarantulas not my favorite pet, the classroom pet that I've had. My favorite domesticated rats. Mm. I, we had hooded rats. Which mm-hmm. and that and this is where there's a sub thing because I think with snakes, rats are usually for adults are also hard, mm-hmm. and so I think there can be that also that learning opportunity mm-hmm. for the the grownups to come in and be like, "Ooh, nope, <laughs> I'm not gonna hold that," or but then trying to help, not say that you have to do this for your child, but to say we'll talk about what that feels like because I think it talks about that vulnerability, mm-hmm. it talks about that mm-hmm. fear, and it makes it real, and I think it's something that. You can you you and your child could have a conversation with. Mm-hmm. One story I remember was we I also had Madagascar hissing cockroaches, which started oh, off with one or two, mm, and then yep. we got a whole bunch. Yep. Um, but they were yep. they only start with one; otherwise, you get you can get a lot. Um, start with a
0: male. Um, yeah.
2: <laughs> and so I've had hiss, hissing cockroaches and mealworms. Mm-hmm. Uh, mealworms are oh, far yeah, more mealworms. docile, but yeah. We I remember there was a girl who came in, and she actually was in another class. And she knew we had them, and she was so terrified and interested at the same time <laughs> that she had to come and see. And then she came into my class uh, the following year, and she started to bring food from home. Because I said, well, we have to feed them. So we would give these creatures, both the hissing cockroaches and, our, and the mealworms, uh, our food, our snack scraps. Yep. She would not hold these things if you offered her the coolest right. toy on the shelf. But eventually she started getting more comfortable dropping in the food pieces, not just giving it to the teacher. And then she's like, well, can I see it up close? And over the course of the year, then she got comfortable enough to hold these creatures and she really started to care for them. So it was this amazing and it took months for mm-hmm. her to get really comfortable, but there was that opportunity to have the time and that they were there and they were, these were a part of our classroom. Mm-hmm. They had a job. Mm-hmm. They weren't our best friends because they're, they're not very emotive in terms of, except a hissing car, when you is press also, on They hiss. But. but
0: I think for some kids that's, that's also part of it. Right is is that they're not complicated.
2: Right. Right. You, you know, right.
0: they're not as complicated as a human right. in terms of relating emotionally, right. mm-hmm. you know? So, Yeah.
2: And in, with the student teachers I would have, I mean, they would have their own internal battle. Like, mm-hmm. can I, I want to hold this, mm, but I can't hold it. Right. And we always kind of had a joke, like, you, you, if you want to pass student teacher, and I would say, that's obviously <laughs> not good. But there would be some who would m- then make it a goal. Like, I want to hold that or the rat, and I just want to try. And, I mean, that's what children are doing all the time, is they're really yeah. doing their best to push themselves mm-hmm. to learn new things or maybe to be brave of something and... Yeah. adults can you know create opportunities to do that
1: too mm-hmm. so somehow it's like just enough of a sort of risk as well as this emotional connection mm-hmm. There's like two different mm-hmm. things going on mm-hmm. that
0: the, the intersection of them seems yeah. to be pretty powerful yeah so, yeah so well thank you for unpacking that with me i, I Want to say that I don't think anybody should get a classroom pet that they can't take mm-hmm. the responsibility for taking care of. So Absolutely. if you are interested in connecting children to animals, start start with your earthworm or something uh-huh. something that, you can manage that you can manage. Um, yes. Yeah, so I don't as as much as I value human and animal relations, I don't want anyone to get in over their heads and we and and uh, not responsibly take care of a pet. So I'd feel my little my little PSA plug there. Yeah. But um, thank you very much for talking about frogs with me. Yeah. You. Thanks. <laughs> thanks,
1: Joey. Thank you for listening to Teaching with the Body and Mind. We'll be back again next week with another episode. Music is by Big Wheel Popcorn.